Hey everyone and welcome back to my Blacadian universe. This week I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with friends of the podcast, Solrak and Shwana P, about the upcoming U.S. election. Um, I just wanted to reiterate that it is so, so, so important to vote um, at any time, but especially this year. Um, this upcoming election uh, is so important. I don't think it's an overstatement to say that uh, this election will, for good or ill, shape the future of America. So if you're listening and you are an American that is eligible to vote, I urge you to do that. And um, yes, please enjoy our discussion. How's it going? Ladies first. (laughs) It's going well. Good. I, I can't complain. Good. Yeah, I say it's going good. I mean, a little interested to see how this election turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of things going on in our country, as you can see, if you watch the news or look on social media. Just so many things happening right now, and we're glad to, and we're excited to talk about it today with you. Yes, uh, as a Canadian, uh, watching and seeing everything that's going on, it is. Um, it's a very interesting time, but it seems a little scary um, just watching it. Uh, and I'm so glad that you are both here uh, to, you know, share your thoughts on it because um, I want to know how, you know, you guys are feeling just in it, living through it. Um, I'm watching the news. I'm, you know, watching the debates. I'm watching everything going on and it's just, it's intense. Um, uh Yeah, it's just been interesting. I think how many days now? I think we're less than 20 days away uh, from the election. And um, I I thought, I'm hoping it's a decisive and clear, um, you know, decision. I just, I'm not sure. So I guess I wanted to say, (laughs) my first question is, (laughs) what do you think is going to happen? You know, election night. Uh, how do you think things are going to sort of play out? Well, I'm not as optimistic as most people are because I know how the polls are often wrong. Mm. They say they adjusted them this year to reflect cell phones because most people don't have a landline now. Mm -hmm. But I'm still nervous about what's going to happen that night. Mm -hmm. Especially with the mail-in voting. Mm -hmm. We may not have a decision that night. Mm-hmm. It may be a few weeks before we really have a definitive decision. 
and I just don't really trust this particular administration. I don't trust the people in charge of the elections at this moment. And especially if it does go down to the wire mm -hmm. and they're pushing this new Supreme Court justice on us. So if it does come close and they fight it, I am not quite sure how this judgment is going to be rendered. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm just staying alert. <laughs> <laughs> And keeping my fingers crossed because that's about all I can do right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that a vast amount of people have some sense of nervousness because of what we experienced in 2016. The polls were off. We thought that Trump was the unlikely candidate that anyone would vote for. So we basically thought we had it in the bag. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I know I was traumatized the, the night of the uh, election where he mm -hmm. won. I was in disbelief because it never came to me. Or I was shocked, maybe mm -hmm. uh, more so than anything, because it never dawned on me that he would win because I thought America was past that. I, I believed in the myth. I didn't believe we was in a post-racial uh, society, but I did believe we, gave, we made some gains under, uh, through Obama being president. But there was an underbelly that was in America that was pretty much in the dark that came to fruition. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it happened uh, through Sarah Palin where the Tea Party, I believe the Tea Party uh, initially morphed into what we consider now the alt-right. Basically, it's just a, a racist organization that has mm -hmm. political power, in my, mm -hmm. from my view. Uh, so with that being said, uh, there were a lot of people that were missed by polls. They weren't marked. They weren't um, counted. And so we were shocked or in disbelief. So we still kind of have that same anxiety. I, I speak for myself in this, in this instance. Uh, I, we, we still had that same anxiety we had before because we pretty much pressed against the same situation. And, but one thing that there are a couple of things that do give me some optimism. One, the early voting numbers are high. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. We are aware that we made some mistakes in the polling. So we are com we have we have there's more confidence or I think to a certain degree people are undervaluing the polls. And so all of these things have been corrected. However, we're still dealing with voter oppression suppression. We're still dealing with um, a justice who will be on the court because there's no way we can stop the vote. So there'll be a six to three, six conservative versus three Democratic judges on the court. And we also have Trump, who is the king of misinformation, as well as foreign entities that are involved in this election. So all of these things, I believe, are creating more anxiety and 
causing us to be somewhat skeptical of the election as it stands to this day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, oh, sorry, go ahead. And actually, for me, I wasn't surprised at all that he won. I kind of knew he was going to win. I hoped he didn't. But I was never disillusioned by the racial factor in this election mm-hmm. because I pay, I paid attention to so much that was happening under Obama's administration and just as well as the country was doing, there was this seething anger that was inexplicable except mm-hmm. for the fact that this was a black president. Mm-hmm. And so when Trump won, I was not surprised at all, which leads to why I'm still nervous now. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't like to admit their biases, but when you live in Texas, you see it so often that I am i am just not shocked. I'm back. I don't know what happened, but I'm uh, yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, that's a concern. I think I was... I was also shocked, I think, um, by the win. Um, But I think um, what Trump does really, really well is he spreads, you know, fear and confusion and lies um, to win, to get what he wants. He knows what he needs to say and what he needs to do um, to win. And um, I'm hoping that people are, you know, wise to his tactics now and it, they're not going to fall for it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's causing some concern. And also, I think people have lost trust in the administration, like you were saying, Shwana, and just like um, that, they're, um, that things are going to work as they should. Um, are you hearing people like, are people really anxious to vote? Are they thinking that their vote's going to be counted? Do they think it's going to actually make a difference? That has always been a major issue in our community. It's kind of a targeted attack and it has always been a targeted attack Mm -hmm. to make you think, that your vote doesn't matter. And so it has ramped up, especially with these black fringe groups like Addos that has really stoked the division in the community. 
And that is always my, it, that has always been a problem for me with any group that says they're spokesperson, spokespersons for our community because they, when you divide, we are so few in number compared to the rest of the country that we can't afford to lose any of us. And when you stoke division in the community, mm-hmm. then you have you 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 create you create this fear and you create there's a sense of entitlement in this faction uh, of Addos where they feel that they should be put ahead of every other black person or person of color in this country. And that is going to have some resentment. So I am, I get that, that makes me nervous, especially when their message is if they're not going to give us what we want, then we're just not going to vote because Mm -hmm. somebody's going to win. How are you going to push your agenda further? if you don't have the person elected who you can push in that direction. Mm -hmm. Because history, the past four years, has shown us that Trump's just going to do what what he wants to do, and that is take care of the 1%. Mm -hmm. Because all of his policies have focused towards that 1% to 2% of the country. And so when he talks about this contract with black America, now, at this point, well, what happened the other other four years? Where was that contract then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. People look at it as, well, he's at least trying to work with us. Well, no. (laughs) What he's trying to do is get you to vote for him. Mm -hmm. Because none of that is guaranteed, and everything that he has done before this has shown you that he is untrustworthy and that he is a liar. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely uh, said, definitely see that because one of the things he wants to do, I believe the grand scheme of things, is that he will try to appeal for the votes, but I think he's more eager to siphon votes from the Democratic Party because the Democratic Party is largely dependent on black votes. In addition to that, he wants to suppress the vote. He don't want us... You don't want black people to vote at all because they already know that we rarely vote for the Republican Party. Now, don't get me wrong, we're not monolithic. 
So there are fractions of us who do vote for the Republican Party. Some even support Trump, even though there's a small degree of people that do it. But honestly speaking, there are people that do that. But I think we're, we have to be smart and not be played um, as fools. And I, I hate to use that term, but that's the best description I can come up with. Whereas we allow someone who never been for the empowerment of black people to get our attention or our votes. Um, our vote is too powerful to give him that opportunity. Uh, Trump has always been against black people. Even if you didn't really believe in Obama or support Obama as a voter, there are people who may not have done that, even if you are black. He still pushed birth, birtherism. Um, he discriminated against black people in the 70s from you know, housing. He was one of the ones who wanted the exonerated five or known as the Central Park five to be executed. And throughout his presidency and even his uh, judicial, I mean, his Justice Department, they have done nothing to help people that were brutalized by the police. In fact, he always emphasized law and order, which is a code word uh, behind with, with a code word that is basically was used during Nixon for the be for controlling the black population or trying to encourage law enforcement to do whatever they can to suppress the black population. So he has always danced around with racism and has used it as a way to garner votes from white nationalists or the alt-right. And if this person has been peddling in this behavior for so long, what make you think he's going to change after the election? Of course, he will say what he needs to say to get your votes. But is he the one that you can really depend on to honor his word? And if he wasn't a advocate for black votes or black people, since he's been president for about four years, what's the difference now? That's the question we got to ask ourselves. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. Um, you know, what's going to change in the next, uh, in the next four years. And I always ask people, if you really sit back and look at where you are right now, are you better off than you were four years ago? Mm -hmm. At this moment, right now, are you better off? And I can't think of many people who can say yes. We have actually over 3 million people who are now below the poverty level. Mm -hmm. And that's black, white, and otherwise. So I'm always amazed that you can look past your own circumstances at this moment. He's in court trying to repeal. He's in court trying to repeal um, health care during a pandemic. So I'm, I don't understand the enthusiasm and most of his supporters are the main beneficiaries 
of that health care plan. So I'm at, I'm I'm just at a point where we've we've done what we could do. We've knocked on doors. I've talked to people. I've, I, I, I'm at at this point now where we are at a wait wait and see, mm-hmm. and I just really at this point because I am a firm believer that your representatives show you who you are as a country, mm-hmm. and. Our representatives at this moment are atrocious. Morally, they are atrocious. They are just horrible people. And they prove it every single day. Mm-hmm. And then I look out at what's going on in the country where people have to protest. I've never seen so many people angry behind the phrase, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. They're not saying Black lives are better than any other life. They just want to matter. And them mattering seems to bother people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I just don't have very much faith in the moral fabric of this country at this moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's- at this moment we are selfish, we are entitled, and we feel that it's me, me, me. And I all these years I have lived, I don't remember it ever being this completely polarized. Mm-hmm. We can't even come together under a pandemic to save mm-hmm. each other's lives. Mm-hmm. We've made a pandemic political. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am just sad for the country as a whole at this moment. I'm hoping for the best. I'm not expecting it. Mm-hmm. And and that has been a position for a lot of black people throughout our history in America. Um, and that's one of the reasons why you see so many people disgruntled with both political parties. Because whenever we had expectations or we had inspired for better, we've been let down. Um, and so that's why you see such, um, you know, people that are cynical, especially black males um, towards the party. That's why Trump is trying to appeal to them. Uh, that's why he's enlisting people like Ice Cube trying to reach out mm. to Steve Harvey and uh, Kanye West and even, um, you know, using Herschel Walker, people that were iconic figures in the black community in order to try to siphon off votes or suppress the votes. And basically mm-hmm. he's trying to say, well, you know, they, you know, I'm just paraphrasing here, but basically he's saying, well, you know, you've been voting for this party for a long time. What have they done for you lately? 
Uh, mm-hmm. That's basically the sentiment that's being shared. And if you're not careful and if you're not doing the research and if you remain a low information voter, it's quite easy for you to be swept up in that because you're looking at, you're comparing notes and you use a false equivalency where you're comparing both parties. But you have to look behind the curtains. He's basically the wizard that's behind the curtain. You know, he's hiding behind the curtain, making you think that things are a certain way when they're not. And he's the king, like you mentioned earlier. Um, he's the king of disinformation. Uh, foreign entities, I believe, are involved as well. And all of these things um, are compiled together to misinform and to dissuade people from voting. So we have mm-hmm. to be smart. We have to do the research. And we have to realize the power of our vote. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't recognize it, it will be used. But one of the things we have to understand, if you don't vote, you're voting for someone else by default. Mm. So doing nothing is not a, is not a positive plan. You have mm-hmm. to do something and you have to vote. It, basically, we're voting for our life. I just want to emphasize that. I don't think mm-hmm. we emphasize enough. We're voting for our life because if you get mm. four more years, like Sean stated earlier, we're, we're, what, what, how has your life changed within the last four years? I mean, how many of us, you know, honestly speaking, and I speak for America, I don't remember a year and a half ago wearing a face mask just to go to the store or eating popcorn <laughs> at a movie theater. I don't recall that. Mm-hmm. I don't recall where, um, I mean, they were bubbling up, but now you hear mm-hmm. about alt-right groups talking about kidnapping the mayor to try mm-hmm. to kill her or offer in governors. I mean, mm-hmm. these are things that are prevalent now during an election year when that's when most politicians try to let their best shine. So mm-hmm. if we're seeing these things now, imagine how much more he would be if he's given four more years. Exactly. And, and um, Oh, go ahead. I'd like for people to kind of think about the policies that they consider great that he's done. Mm -hmm. So let's take the payroll tax cut that he gave (laughs) American. Mm -hmm. So that payroll tax cut expires after this election. Mm -hmm. The tax cuts for billionaires are unending. Mm So anything that he has done for lower income people all have a time limit, Mm -hmm. which expires at the end of this election. That appears to be all his promises. They expire after this election. <laughs> they, ex- they all expire after this election. It is amazing to me that nobody has paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. I think, interestingly, the thing about um, Trump is that he is exactly who he's been you know before office and in office he's looking out for himself mm-hmm. and his family and you know as long as you're with him then you know he's going to try and you know if you support him then he's you know all for you 
And I think um, people don't see those things that he has, you know, he's going to give you something as long as he gets something. Mm. So people, I don't know how it's happening, but people just aren't, you know, seeing that. And speaking of the pandemic, um, the fact that um, the numbers are staggering of, you know, the number of infections and the number of Americans that um, have lost their lives. Mm. Um, I, you know, I think it's now over 218,000 people. Um, and, you know, it's just under um, his, under his watch, like, like you were saying, wearing a mask to just go out and, you know, live your life, basically. Um, proving, I think that's a great question. People need to ask themselves before they go to the polls and vote. And our community is the one that is hit the hardest. That's so I don't begin to understand, I don't begin to understand how it could even be a question. For me, it's not even a question. Mm -hmm. I look at the policies that he put in place. I look at who's affected, but because we we are the highest death toll. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why does he even care to put effective policies in place? Why does he even care to push? Because his agenda is exactly what it has. How can you know that there are women that were in, that were picked up by immigration, raped while they were in holding, and then deported weeks? before they were to testify. Mm. How can that sit right with you? How can it sit right with you knowing that they offered no real treatment for COVID in those facilities? Mm -hmm. And there are children who have been torn away from their parents who mm -hmm. are dying alone. Mm -hmm. How can that not bother you as a country? Mm -hmm. And the fact that your bottom line means more than any of that mm -hmm. is what keeps me up at night, what makes me nervous about this election. Because if you can overlook that, you can overlook just about anything. Mm hmm Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I think um, I was watching just before our chat, um, uh, Michelle Obama's closing uh, statement that she made, just urging um, everyone to uh, vote. And um, just, I think something she says so well is just, you know, she basically was just calling out uh, President Trump's actions as racist. 
Um, I think it's something that people for some reason are hesitant to do. Um, and I thought that was, you know, very, very key um, to sort of make that ties together. I know um, recently he was unwilling at the um, debate, just unwilling to sort of condemn, mm-hmm. um, you know, these, I don't even want to call them militias. They're, you know, they're terrorists. Um, I yes, don't know why, you know, white people can't be called terrorists. They are. Um, so I just, you know, you know, his will, unwillingness to do this and just, you know, he knows who's supporting him. Um, I think it's something people need to be more comfortable with saying is that, you know, he is, he is racist. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's something that, uh, it's a clear choice. I think it's a clear choice for voting what needs to happen. Yeah. And, it's, and the thing we have to consider too, if he's like this now, you think about it, he mm. was impeached by the House. He wasn't impeached by the Senate because of the uh, Republicans dominate the Senate. They had a majority mm-hmm. vote. But he felt like he got away with a crime where he, you know, and so he's going to be more emboldened now if he gets another four years. If we think that mm. things are bad now, they can't get any better because of his mm. character. Flaws does not mm. allow for him to improve. They're only going to get worse and mm-hmm. yes, you are right. They are domestic terrorists. The reason why they don't want to call them terrorists, because, but, but don't mind calling uh, Black Lives Matters a mob mm. or any type of stereotypical language that's been used throughout history to degrade Black people and to make us feel, to create fear. Because that's what mm. he's trafficking. He's trafficking fear. Mm. He wants white women to fear Black people moving in the suburbs. The last time I checked, the suburbs mm. was diverse. <laughs> it wasn't just all white people that live in the suburbs. So let's go ahead and tear down that myth. But he's using fear. He's basically using a recycled version of the Southern strategy um, Mm. that Nixon used in this day and time, but it's on steroids, basically. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand history and understand what the tactics are being deployed. I think Shauna did an excellent job um, pretty much breaking down what the medical cost would be for us if we don't even make any effort to mm-hmm. get him out of office because, you know, some people saying that he's embracing herd immunity. Um, and mm-hmm. so he's not really making a strong effort to get rid of COVID because in all actuality, black people are dying at a higher rate than any other race. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the mm-hmm. things. But even from an economic perspective, you look at the businesses with the PPA loans, the PPE loans that were given out. Most of the black businesses not, are not getting those loans, which bailed out a mm-hmm. lot of businesses. In addition mm-hmm. to that, um, there, forty percent of the black businesses are have went under due to COVID nineteen. So mm-hmm. economically, there's really not a benefit for him to stay in office for us as a as a culture. So we have to consider every aspect of him being in office and how much it will have an impact on us more so now than more so in the future than it's having on us right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, sorry, go ahead. I think what's really frustrating for what's really frustrating for me is people look at these PPE loans and. Mm. <laughs> 
and they're like, oh, it's a, it's a, he, he's giving us, giving, giving us money. Hmm. But the key word is loans. They're giving nothing because that has to be paid back. And you don't have the kind of you don't have the kind of lawyers to fight that kind of litigation on paying back that loan. When the time comes, it's going to come. Mm-hmm. And what they also don't understand is billionaires have gained. trillion Mm dollars since this pandemic began. And regular Americans are below poverty level. Mm -hmm. How is that even a thing? And now they're arguing about $1,200, a one-time payment to help people who are having financial issues, but you have found a way to find billions for businesses. Who's going to go to those businesses? Exactly. Mm -hmm. When the people who actually spend money have none to spend. Mm-hmm. And that has always been the issue between the parties because the Republican Party has always believed in trickle-down economics, basically, which is a supply-side economics, whereas we give money to the corporations and the money will trickle down to the common worker. Um, and so that's that's always been their thought process. And that's why when he did the original tax cuts that he did, he he proclaimed that he did something for the average working American, but he didn't. That basically just went towards the businesses which which are still profiting off of some of the tax off the tax cuts that he created initially. Um, and so th- this is an ongoing saga that continues. Um, and I just wanted to throw that Throw that in real quick. And not only are they profiting, but they, instead of using the money to help to give their employees raises or improve the workplace, they bought back stocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm. I guess that's why I am so frustrated because I'm just a person in Texas who just heard what they heard the plan. And I was like, well, that's not going to work. I don't understand how people listen to that and be like, oh, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what is so troublesome about what's going on right now because this is how this is what I am thinking 
this is how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Your racism is so strong that you will su- you will make yourself suffer to see others suffer. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. You know, that's how, uh, that's why white supremacy has been so successful is because it made people mm-hmm. focus. Well, think, this is, um, this, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the irony behind it. And I'm going to be real quick is that, and that's why I say he's the man behind the curtain, like the Wizard of Oz, because mm-hmm. they, they, they focus on, they use racism as a, as a way to blind people who are average working Americans to hate against other people who are in the same financial situation they in, why the rich get richer in the background. And so we have to look at the bigger picture and understand what's going on. And people guard their racism like it's an inheritance because I'm serious. That's the stupidity of it is that, you know, you know, I might be poor and I'm living off, you know, below the poverty line, but I'm better mm-hmm. than this this black man or this Latino or this Mexican or what's so happy. Mm-hmm. Just like the concept of, you know, they say, well, you know, the Mexicans are taking our jobs. Well, they wouldn't be able to have a job if the people who were hiring them wasn't hiring them. So mm-hmm. you can't, so why are you mad at them for getting a job when they come to America? You need to be mad at the corporations that are paying them or these companies that are paying them under the table because they want cheap labor, just like they did with China and continue to do. And so they're getting mad at the people who's getting the, who's earning the income, but not Mm -hmm. upset at the people who's creating the opportunities. So you have Mm -hmm. to look at the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and be able to attack the bigger issue rather than being where we're forced to fight against one another um, Mm -hmm. and continue to do that to this day. And then you also have to understand that the jobs that undocumented workers are actually working. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of them, I, Americans are bound, but how many of them are applying to pick lettuce? Exactly. Mm-hmm. How many of them are applying to pick cotton? Mm-hmm. I've picked cotton before. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard, back-breaking work, picking mm-hmm. vegetables. Mm-hmm. So even if they offered the right amount of money, how many people have the fortitude to do that job? Mm. So People say, yeah, so, okay, take, for instance, this one farm. I can't remember the name of the farm, but this guy was off, was paying $15 an hour. He was hiring an American. They stayed two days and quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Now what? Now what does he do? Mm-hmm. What, what options does he have? Mm-hmm. So people aren't being realistic. Mm-hmm. They need an enemy. They need somebody to make them feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Blame and other people. That is my problem. That is another one of my problems with adults because they make it seem like black people's problems are immigrants. <laughs> well, no, that's not that's not the problem. And if you look at the red line, you have to actually know the history of this country to see mm-hmm. where the actual problem stemmed from. Because until we fix that, then the rest is going to just continue. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like... It's it's really talking to a, a, a it's really talking to a wall. This is a this country is built on what you are worth monetarily. Exactly. And for black people, we are worth more to this country when we are mass incarcerated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the prison system is a jobs program. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yep. For profit. Yep. The health care, the military is now a jobs program. Which is why we are at war so often. So he pulled all. He's starting to. He started to pull the troops in. But guess what? They have to have something to do, right? So what does he have the military do? What did he send the military to do? Patrol their own citizens. Exactly. They have to have something to do. He sent them to the border mm-hmm. because it's a jobs program. Mm-hmm. Law and order. Yep. There is a big picture, and if people stop, the problem is most citizens are playing checkers and the billionaires are playing chess. Yes, they are. And we are the pawn. And until people wake up to that fact, it's going to be a continuous cycle over and over again every election. Mm -hmm. Because if if your plan is to change the system, then you can't start to talk about changing the system a year out from the election because nobody cared for the eight years Obama was in office. Mm -hmm. Nobody has cared the first three years he was in office, no matter how bad he was. Mm -hmm. But now that it's election time again, Everybody has these big old ideas, but no plan to push them mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. 
and I ask them all the time, what are you going to do between now and November to change the to change the lives of black people where their vote they can just stay home and not do anything because your plan is going to be that effective. If you can't give me any, I've never got an answer to this question, and I have I have put it under Ados's Ados posts. I've put it under um, Tariq's posts. I've put it under all of these people who tell us. Don't just give them your vote. Don't ju- don't vote for them and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. When I ask them that question, I never get an answer. Mm-hmm. So if you have no plan, then it is it it for me. When I look at them, I look at them as people who are using the plight of black people as a money grab. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anything from them with all the donations that they get from adults on. I haven't seen them do anything that would actually change the lives of the people who are donating to them. Mm-hmm. So for me, I always I look at these kind I look at these people, and I have a problem with it. I have a problem with with Sean Puffy Combs or whoever he is today. <laughs> Whatever name he's going by right now, I have a problem with him taking a plan that's been out there forever and attaching his name to it and taking it over, but he still has no plan. Mm. I have problems with someone like Kanye that comes into this ill-informed, and then spread falsehoods, which makes people more nervous. Mm. Ice Cube's intentions are good. Mm. I've read his plan, and it is a sensible plan. But what you do when you're someone who has as much credibility in our community as Ice Cube is you have lent your credibility to someone who has none. Mm -hmm. Nothing he's ever done has been worthy of you even sitting. You went to the dinner thinking you were going to sit at the adults' table, and they put you at the kids' table. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I understand exactly what he was doing because his he really has great expectations and great plans. His plan is wonderful, mm-hmm. and it would be effective for black people. But the problem is you're not 
dealing with someone who's going to pack fair. You're dealing with someone who is a liar. Mm-hmm. And what you have done, because most people aren't as informed as, as, as you are. Most people are going to look at, well, Ice Cube talked to him, so he must be an okay guy. Mm-hmm. That is my problem with with celebrities and these big names chiming in without mm-hmm. actually doing the work of being educated and informed. Mm-hmm. Because there are consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unintentional consequences, but consequences nonetheless. A hundred percent. I. Uh, it, it's so so true. A hundred percent agree. Me too. Yeah, I was thinking preach, preach. <laughs> 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 I think so. I think we oh, need sorry. a. I think we need a part two on this one because this is so. Deep. I was gonna say <laughs> we need to come back. Yes. Uh, so one last question for you before we go. Uh, continue on part two. I think we'll have to come back again. Um, right. Uh, election night. <laughs> election night talk. Um, but um, so it's election night, and like um, you were saying it's most likely there's going to be lots of mail-in ballots. Um, so the re- results are going to be delayed. Um, what do you think is going to be happening? Um, something I'm concerned about too, uh, of how Trump is going to be, you know, spreading more chaos and fear, um, you know, fake news about this result. Um, and let's say he loses at the end of this count, um, he's not committed to, you know, having the transition of power. He's not committed to, you know, leaving and following, you know, the rules of the country. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think it's, how is it going to, you know, play out? Well, as I said before, I am hoping for the best, mm-hmm. but I am prepared for the worst. I have always, since he's been in office, I've watched him move. And every move he's made is a dictator's playbook, Mm -hmm. step by step by Mm -hmm. step. Mm -hmm. I am watching. I have my passport in order in case we got a, and I know people think, well, that's, you're fear-mongering, but at this point, I just, I am out of trust for this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am in the Winston Churchill camp. America always does the right thing after they have tried every other option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People 
are looking at him and thinking, oh, he's just a regular guy. He'll just do what every other president has done. He's done nothing a regular president has done since he's been a president. <laughs> so I don't know why they have the expectation that he's mm-hmm. going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to take in consideration, too, is I think that was the chance that people who have voted for him in the past in 2016 because they thought that he would grow into the office. Obviously, he didn't because mm-hmm. we see the results we see now. Um, so it, it is hard to be optimistic when you see what's going on, especially to see voter suppression where loan lines are created out of I me mean, basically because they're not allowing enough polling places to to accommodate the population areas. And most of the areas that they're doing are areas where black people congregate. And so it's intentionally done. Um, I believe that's why Stacey Abrams wasn't able to be the governor. There may be more to it than that. But I know voter suppression was one of the main things that contributed to it. And so this is an ongoing soccer. We, we, not only do we need to get rid of Trump, but we need to get rid of Trumpism. Uh, we need mm. to, that's why the Senate needs to lose badly. That's why any person who thinks that, and I don't believe it will go away right away. I think it's going to take time for that to even just say, uh, let's say Joe Biden does win and we do have a Senate and we do have a, a Democratic House. Uh, I think both parties need to clean house. Um, and that way, especially towards black people, I think there needs to be more of a concentrated effort to not only mm. get our votes, but to to earn our votes in a sense where you create legislation that really is going to highlight some of the economic um, inequalities in our community and different things that are happening in policing and really mm-hmm. addressing the racial reckoning that we're now seeing. So there are a lot of mm-hmm. things that need to happen, uh, but we mm-hmm. need to definitely get him out of office first. <laughs> That's the first yes. order of business. I, I don't mm-hmm. think anything can be more important than getting him out of office and getting these um, these sycophants of his or these people that are sympathetic towards his will or his way, we need to get them out of office. And whatever mm-hmm. differences we have with the Democratic Party or whatever differences we have as a country, we can work through them once we have a sympathetic ear in the White mm-hmm. House. But we can't accomplish anything with him and be, him being in the position he's in. Exactly. Step one. And, and especially because I've never been a person who hated Republicans. I, I, mm-hmm. That's just not who I am. I may not have agreed with them, but I never thought that they were looking to harm me. Mm-hmm. These people are looking to harm us as a community, mm-hmm. which is what has, which is what has my antennas up, mm-hmm. because this is different, and I keep I keep stressing that point. This is not the same, and mm-hmm. every time I think about it, I think of what my grandmother used to tell me from the time I was five years old. You are one amendment away from picking cotton mm-hmm. you have to pay attention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people think that's not a possibility mm-hmm. but nobody thought that Roe versus Wade 
being abolished was actually a possibility mm-hmm. until now. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, no, it's so uh, powerful that you say that because um, I was speaking with my friend and uh, she was Jewish, is Jewish, and um, it's the same thing that you were saying with, you know, you're watching Trump and he's making the moves of a dictator and he's just setting up all these things. And her grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. And she said the same thing. It was these subtle moves that nobody thought, you know, no one, if you knew that the concentration camps were coming, you wouldn't have just been sitting by, you know, living your life. Some people didn't see or feel the change or pay attention to what was, you know, happening and what was getting set up. And so she's saying, you know, be careful what you're watching with Trump, like he's trying to, you know, set things up so that he can just do whatever he wants. And that feeling Yeah, it's just, it feels different. It's like you said, it just feels different. Like someone's actively out to harm you. And I don't see why anybody else, and I don't understand how people aren't seeing it Mm -hmm. because I'm not a constitutional scholar. I just, I see the moves and I've seen it happen over the years. I've I've seen dictators come into power Mm -hmm. and it was never people didn't vote them in. They voted them in and then they did stuff like make people distrust the press. They did stuff like suppress public gatherings, mm-hmm. the protests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I'm seeing, and people aren't paying attention to it, and it is disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. And he also has help with Fox News, which is state TV, and who is who's promoting his agenda. And mm-hmm. anytime there's any negative news uh, towards him, they soften it and mm-hmm. try to flip the script um, to always make him be seen in a positive light. And people have been sucked in. They've been in that mm-hmm. Fox News bubble. So mm-hmm. it's easy for him to, manip- to manipulate the public. And to attack public trust because he he tries to any news that any news organization that doesn't speak highly of him or speak in a praiseworthy tone, he he calls it fake news or Fox News uses their outlet to diminish the the publication or the news that comes out just so he can look like you know in a positive light. And this is the same uh, same type of um, energy that was used around Hitler. Um, happens mm-hmm. in North Korea 
Uh, they have a news outlet that supports their cause or provide positive news towards them at all times. And so mm-hmm. people continue to get manipulated unless they break out of the bubble. Mm-hmm. It happens in China. It happens in Russia. It ha- mm-hmm. You see it. And I, it, it's baffling to me mm-hmm. that nobody else is seeing, that people aren't, there's people who are seeing it. But it's not enough people who are seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then they say that we're fear-mongering. But it's not fear-mongering. It is what I'm seeing. I'm telling I, I'm, I've seen it before. We've all seen it before. But you just don't want to think it can happen here. But mm-hmm. it can happen here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You didn't think 9-11 could happen here, but it happened here. Mm-hmm. We didn't think the coronavirus could happen either, the way the type of impact is happening. But like you said, mm-hmm. it's happening here. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it could happen here. But I, if we had people in office who were sensible, it well, would not have been as devastating mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. always known that we were going to have pandemics because there's no way. I mean, they've, they've been saying this since Bush was in office, mm-hmm. which is why we had a pandemic mm-hmm. team. Yeah, Bush saying. started a pandemic team mm-hmm. because scientists have been telling us this since Bush was in office. That's why we had PPE. That's why we had plans. Exactly. He threw that out the window. Mm-hmm. And now we're so mm-hmm. now we're here. Mm-hmm. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here we are. Yes. Hope for the best. Yeah. Prepare for the worst. And that, and that's what I was getting at is that we we didn't think that we would have a pandemic on this scale where so many American lives would be snuffed out mm. because of the lack of attention that was displayed on his part or his administration as a whole. Uh, we never knew it would take root because we had the uh, swine flu and Ebola and all these different things mm. that were trying to infiltrate our country. But we're seeing a pandemic, or you know, at, at this at this level, is is crazy. Mm-hmm. I've been saying this. I've been saying this since November of last year mm-hmm. that this was coming. Mm-hmm. And the reason I knew that it was going to be here and not just stay in China because nobody grounded the plane. Mm-hmm. The reason I knew it was going to be as bad in the United States as it is because nobody grounded the plane because the country should have been shut down. Mm-hmm. There should not have been any travel coming in or out of New York. There should have been any travel coming in and out of Florida or California at that point because then you could have contained it. Mm -hmm. But because we had no plan in place Mm -hmm. 
then people just, oh, it's here. I caught it. I'm going to go back home to Alabama. Well, now Alabama has it. Okay, I'm going back to Texas. Now Texas has it. Mm -hmm. Driving over to Arizona, Arizona has it. In order for this to work, people have to take it seriously. And those two weeks, everything should have ceased. Mm -hmm. Not just there, but everywhere in the country. But since it didn't, we're here where we are now. Mm -hmm. And the only way masks are effective is if everybody wears them because mm -hmm. my mask doesn't protect me. My mask protects you mm -hmm. because it keeps my germs with me. Mm -hmm. But if everybody's not willing to do it and somebody who has it is just walking around, then you can pass it even to the people who have masks on because mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't keep it from you if you don't have if the other person's not wearing the mask. Mm -hmm. But we've politicized it, mm -hmm. and now it's us against them. Mm It's uh, it's amazing how such a simple, you know, public health measure became political. It's a shame. Could have saved many, many lives by uh, by not having it be a political issue. And that is why I have I don't have very much faith in our ability to come together because we could we can't even come together with this many lives lost mm -hmm. and this many people infected and even today he is still lying mm -hmm. about how dangerous this is. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even touched on climate. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We, we, we haven't even touched on other topics. This is just pandemic and economic. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I think we should, uh, if you guys are willing to come back and continue our conversation and sure. you know, uh, talk about some of the other topics. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. So I think we should say to everyone, please, please, please wear a mask <laughs> and vote. I think those are two very, very important things that everyone needs to be doing right now. Absolutely. Any last, yeah, any last thoughts, Shwana, Solrak? 
Shauna, you want to go first? Well, my my hope is that at some point people will forget about the racial divide and think more about the economic and understand that no matter what color you are, our plights are very near the same. And if we focused on the things that we agreed upon, which could have a, could trigger vast improvement to close the wealth gap and make our lives better all around the country. And then it's no longer a black and white thing. It's a socioeconomic thing, Mm -hmm. which I think we can all get behind. Mm Yeah, I definitely think you made a valid point. What I want to um, reemphasize is that um, if you definitely like this episode, uh, definitely continue to follow the Black Canadian podcast. Um, uh, she's definitely talking about some very innovative things, and she's definitely addressing issues that are happening within the Black community. Uh, definitely follow Shana as well. She got some things that are coming up soon, so I definitely want you to pay attention to what she's doing. And as always, follow SoRAC um, and just continue to follow uh, people that are providing you some some factual information, uh, some things that you can use. And uh, she's, uh, we, it was stated earlier, vote, because if you don't vote, you vote by default for the, for the party that you may not be interested in. So consider those things. And I'll leave it on that note. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to our next chat. Uh, yes, absolutely. Reach out to us. Uh, leave us a message. Um, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about uh, next time. But yeah, uh, thank you so much. And I look forward to our next chat.